Good morning, Melise. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing all right. Can't complain. Beautiful, sunny weather we had this weekend, so it was nice. Yeah, we were working on the rafters. Well, I call them rafters. I think they're called roof trusses here. Mm -hmm. It's rafters. Yeah, we got uh, eight of them up, plus the gable end and working on that. Thank God you can't see the black fly bites on the back of me. <laughs> like oh. oh, my goodness. I didn't think they were. I, I mean, I didn't know when they were coming out. But when the sun is out, they're fine. Sun starts going down. It's like they're just chewing away. Oh, so I got big chunks bitten out of me on the backside. Yeah, the mosquitoes are really bad this year. Well, it wasn't the mosquitoes. It, it was, was the, the tiny horse flies? black. No, the Ooh. tiny black flies, the tiny little, little things. Oh, you know? Okay. And, you know, they, they kind of take a chunk away and carry it away and jump on <laughs> it later. I'm like, the whole, my neck is like just huge welts. And, oh, and gosh. And those, so thank God you can't see it. Well, you neck. want to live in the woods, there you go. <laughs> I know, I know. Now I'm starting to wonder. And then the tick problem. There's the other problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen one. I finally cut my my lawn after oh, okay. um, um, no mow May. Well, no, like, I saw I saw the lawnmower have a hard time. I think your lawnmower like coughed and coughed and coughed and puffed and puffed and, <laughs> and then got going because I think it was scared to see what it had to go through. <laughs> It was uh, terrified. It, there was a yeah. lot of grass. Oh my gosh. Like, and it was, I think it was June 2nd by the time Matteo got to it. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, can you do it now? Because we have the sign that says no mome and everybody's going by and saying, hey, it's June. Hello. <laughs> you but you're not the only one. There's a lot that is still knee yeah. high. And I'm like, oh my God. I mean, it's great to grow it, but how are you going to get through it after? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's, it's, I'm I'm glad we did it. Like I, I guess it's it's helping uh you know the pollinators and everything. Yep. Um, but I hope it didn't, you know, increase our tick problems too much. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the problem. Sheldon found another one on himself, yes. Oh no. So, yeah, so but he's on antibiotics, of... so that's good. No, he's, he's all, all right. done. That's all oh, done. Oh, he's all done. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was a strong antibiotic. It was only like five days. Five days. But that's okay, but he's staying out of the it's because he cut some long grass around the house right mm -hmm. now we're working on the roof rafters so we're sitting in the house on the wood so we're okay and i'm not yeah. going anywhere near long grass when i'm out there but uh yeah. anyway when i go out now this is a sight for sore eyes try and picture this because i wear leggings and then i wear my socks over them yeah because then they have <laughs> nowhere to go in i know then there's no way to for them to get in because they kind of crawl up and look for a, a spot. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, you can't get in that way. Anyway, Sheldon says, maybe I should wear some something like that. And I'm going, okay, I'm trying to visualize you in a pair of leggings, <laughs> socks over the leggings. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work, especially if you got to go into Home Depot or something. Yeah. It's not going to work. That's the kind of attire that I wear when I go hiking as well. Like I, I try to have leggings and then my socks over it. Yeah. Try to, to stay away from the ticks, right? Yeah. To me, that it's harder for them to get to you. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion anyway. But uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. So it's, scary. It, it's, it's National Health and Fitness Day today. It is. And I had no clue until we got this, uh, this um, email and um so that's 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 nice we're celebrating health and fitness day and and um so i went kayaking yesterday and uh that's kind of problematic when you have a um rotator cuff injury and you're trying to kayak and you're trying thank god for mateo because um, i mean i was uh i was running in circles let's put it this way <laughs> i'm rowing with one side only and i'm just going round and round and the wind was quite Heavy it was today. It was so. Um, yeah, we didn't go too far. We ended up going to Charlottenburg, and uh, there's a little. Okay. Um, I don't know the name in English. I don't know the word in English. It's called a marais in French. It's a little um, bay. Is it a bay? Well, it's no. It's not a bay. Gosh, what's that word in English? Anyways, it's just a little path, you know. So we were just going oh, around okay. in that little a alcove, little, and and we saw some. Yeah, a, it's a stream, a stream off the big river, like, okay. you know. A channel? No, no. Yeah, stream. it would be kind of like a channel, I, I think. 
Um, but anyways, it was gorgeous. Like it was so beautiful. And we saw some majestic like heron uh, birds. Like they're yep. so big and tall. And yep. there was at one point there was two of them and they were talking to each other. Man, did you ever, did you ever hear them? No, no, but it's we had one landing up and they are huge. It's a scary sound if I've ever heard one. They, it's, wow. It's like an, I will go and hunt you down and kill you kind of sound. You know? Oh my God. Like a horror movie kind of sound. Oh, oh gosh. really? Anyways, yeah. And they were just yelling at each other. They were standing right in front of one another. I, I changed my Facebook um, cover picture and it's it's that. The two birds are just like facing, okay. facing off and just trying to, wow. I don't know. Like, yeah, they were... I know we well we had one menacing. We had one land in the pond, and when it took off, those things are big. They're huge. The wingspan is like I yeah, know. Really, they're scary, really big, but they're beautiful. It it was yeah. uh, was something else, and we saw all sorts of things like uh, snakes in the river and uh, uh, other little birds like red. Aww. Yeah, it was it was really pretty, really uh, a nice time and relaxing time. So. Uh, I done. I've done my my uh, health and fitness stuff yesterday. Is what I'm I didn't. At. I didn't do much of that. I sat and worked in our in our newly constructed kind of space office <laughs> because Sheldon was up like 18 feet in the rafters and and the trusses and I'm yeah, like, you had to spot him. Hey. Oh well, yeah. I'm not gonna let him stay out there by himself. Yeah. You know, just in case. But uh, so good morning, I didn't, Gail. I didn't do much moving around him. Well, other than bring me nails, bring me uh, a lot, this, bring me that, bring me the level. <laughs> I was kind of up and down, but so I guess I did a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, but on my way home from the car, from uh, the construction, I'm driving down the road and there's this raccoon sitting right in the ditch, just staring. So yeah. I turned around, I went back to look because there's so much wildlife too out there. And I yeah. thought maybe it had got hit by a car or something, but he just sat there, stared at me, and then just nonchalantly walked <laughs> into the bush. So it was so cute because it was so close. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's nice like, when you can observe in their habitats, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited today. We have uh, two wonderful guests who are going to come and talk to us about um, health since it's uh, health and Fitness Day today. Mm -hmm. uh, they are researchers for the Canadian Institute of Health and Research, and um, they're going to give us some tips on on what we can do, you know, to um, regain our health after this god awful pandemic. Yeah, the two years that we kind of put everything on hold. Yeah, and it, it's funny because um, you know I've put on uh, some weight. I've, I've shared on Facebook and on uh, TikTok this weekend uh, in anticipation for this show, I was sharing that, you know, over the last year, I've put on, oh gosh, oh my goodness, <laughs> you got to turn this off when you go live. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to give him a message. Um, so talking. So I've gained like uh, about 19 pounds. And um, it's like this scale is going up and there's no way back down. Like I can't, I can't, and I don't seem to, like I exercise, I'm active. I do kayaking. I go hiking every week. I, I get on the treadmill almost every day, but yet it's, it's probably what I um, put in my mouth that <laughs> I shouldn't, um, that's just preventing. And of course, like there's the oh, whole menopause thing, but these doctors are not here to talk to us about menopause. But anyways, just one second, Julia. Oh gosh. Calling again. <laughs> so anyways, guys, uh, we're going to have um, Dr. Jean-Philippe Chaput and Dr. Stuart Phillips today on the show. And you can get your uh, questions ready. Um, they will uh, talk to us about, like I said, um, uh, how to fix our uh, fitness regimes and improve our overall, overall health and well-being. Uh, Dr. Jean-Philippe Chaput studies the role of physical activity and other lifestyle factors in the health promotion and chronic disease prevention. That's super good for Mylise because she is dealing with oh, um, chronic five, disease. Yeah. And then Dr. Uh, Stuart Phillips, uh, he studies the role of nutrition and exercise in keeping muscles strong as we age. That's another thing, too, that we uh, 
we that's you know important is like the strength training and and yeah. making sure that our our bodies stay strong as we age you know um i find I think, it's more so for women though that kind of thing well i, I guess with uh, you know the fact that we develop osteoporosis oftentimes in yeah. our later age um if you do strength training you're kind of keeping your bones um healthier yeah. So that's uh, yeah, that's important. And and and, so, and you're getting muscles like where your muscles are. St I don't even want to show my underarm where your muscles start getting oh. a little flabby. <laughs> you know, I wish I wish that um, and I wish I had done this with my kids too. Like, um, I wish that we had been raised with that in mind, right? Mm -hmm. I wish we had been raised with um, knowing that you know, but that it's not just, you know, moving, that it's not just getting your heart pumping, that, that yeah. lifting weights is also important. And like when I was in the eighties, you remember the eighties? Oh like, yes. Oh, I look, do. I'm, I'm ch channeling my inner eighties girl today. I've been watching stranger <laughs> things, been watching, binge watching stranger things, uh, four that came out last week. And, um, okay, it's all, you know, in the eighties and stuff. And it's, I'm I'm I made my 80s playlist and now I'm just doing cardio on my 80s playlist oh, but my I'm, goodness. I digress it's um I just wanted to say that you know in the 80s it was about car cardio like yeah it yeah. was all about cardio well, you, you know, had they, like the stepping exercises. Like I remember I used to do like on the stepper. And yeah. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> remember uh, Olivia Newton-John Newton and John. The, let's get physical <laughs> yeah, little yeah, headband yeah, and stuff, yeah. you know. So they pushed for uh, cardio a lot, but we never heard about, you know, lifting weights back yeah. then. Like, yeah. you know, this muscles. was bodybuilder stuff. It was yeah. not normal people stuff. Right. Yeah, it's true. So it's I wish true. we had uh, we had learned about uh, the importance of. Uh, but you know, on the other hand, I had five kids, so you know I lifted plenty of weight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we can look at it like that. Lifted the weight onto your hip and walked around with it like that. Um, but then you kind of got one sided because <laughs> you're always carrying them on one side, right? Yeah, you're stronger. Uh, Stronger side. side. Yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's how we kept strong. Anyway, so Dr. Shepu is backstage. So I'm going to bring him on right away. And then um, Dr. Phillips will join us uh, um, shortly. So, but uh, for now, I'll invite Dr. Shepu and he can talk a little bit about himself. Good morning. Hello. Good, good morning. morning. How are you? We're doing all right. We're hanging in there. Good. We we want some motivation from you, so we're all <laughs> excited. <laughs> I'll try my best. Yeah. Good. So um, let me. Um, so I introduced you. Uh, I said a little bit of what I've received, but I don't have much to go on. So I'd like you to introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Yeah. So JP Chapu, Jean Philippe Chapu. Uh, I'm a scientist, of course, and professor at the University of Ottawa. I've been in the region in Ottawa for the past 12 years. Um, I studied a bit around. I went to Denmark for two years and I studied at different places. I think my expertise or my research background is more in health promotion. Most of my research is more around sleep, nutrition, stuff like that. But of course, I and I work in a children's hospital at CHIO in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. so, studies like looking at the effects of screen time on the brain of kids uh some of my students work on cannabis and all of those kind of so i'm very curious as a scientist you like to dis discover things to learn and i think if i were doing the same thing again and, and again i will be bored so i like to learn new things but I, everything around health promotion i think it's my expertise so yeah uh, okay well, that's super interesting. The, you you just mentioned a, a few topics that we could have yeah. you and have a whole discussion about. We were just talking, my Lisa and I, on how um, 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 cannabis stores are opening left, right, and center in in our area here. We're in Cornwall. Um, we see we seem to have more one opening a week, and we seem to have more cannabis stores than we do Tim Hortons. It's it's uh, crazy that people are turning to self medicate. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. And I guess it's a lot of money for the government. For but of course, in public health, we need to be careful and to to study the adverse effects of that as well. There may be some good sides like money making, of course. But of course, uh, we need for teenagers or. Uh, driving and stuff like that. There's some side effects that we need to recognize, and it, it's never one black or white. One sided, it's always yeah. gray, and I think we need to document that, investigate that, and I think it's a experiment. I think in in a couple of years we'll learn from it as well. I think mm -hmm. uh, uh, we're the only country doing that mainly, so I think we're we're learning. We're we're pioneers, but <laughs> let's see what that means <laughs> in exactly. a few. Exactly. Okay, so Dr. Phillips is now backstage, so I'll bring him uh, on. Good morning, Dr. Phillips. Hey, how's it going? You, you should call me Stu or Stuart. Uh, okay. you, know, you say Perfect. Dr. Phillips and I look for my grandfather. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Stu. So um, so um, we had a whole discussion before you, you came in. Um, my Lisa and I were just uh, talking about uh, today is uh, National Health and Fitness Day and we have sure. you on, on board and we had no idea. We didn't even know. Like it's not, uh, it's not something that's super promoted. No. Um, it should be. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to let you introduce yourself and, and say what your um, domain of expertise is, and uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah, cool. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Dr. Stuart Phillips. I'm a professor in the Department of Kinesiology at McMaster University. Uh, my main area of study is uh, skeletal muscle, and with particular emphasis in the role that that tissue plays in healthy aging. Awesome. So um, one thing that I thought was really interesting in in your description when I got it is that um, you work in health promotion and chronic disease prevention. Right. Dr. Chapu, right? Yeah. So in and, and prevention is something it's funny that um, this came into our inbox because um, I wrote an editorial about a month ago and I was complaining how I find that um, our health system is more uh, fixated on fixing problems rather than preventing problems. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when I saw your thing come in, I was like, okay, that's great because at least we're going to talk about preventing things from happening first. And, um, you know, how do you fix stuff with diet and exercise? Like, how can you prevent and fix stuff with diet and exercise? I think that uh, if it was drilled into our heads a little earlier in life, um, we would prevent all this diabetes and, you know. Yeah, I fully agree. And I think Stuart will agree with me as well that the best treatment is its prevention in, in the first place. So mm -hmm. it's always possible to manage or treat problems, but if we can prevent them in the first place, it's much easier. And I think, Julia, you were saying earlier that uh, if we start to learn to move when you were young as children, it's it's easier to keep this trajectory with parents are good role models for your kids and stuff like that. But it's never too late to change bad behaviors into good behaviors. But if for the past 50 years you've been smoking, sitting a lot and not eating well, you can change that. But it's going to be more difficult than if you were starting young, doing the right thing. So I think uh, we need to invest more in prevention. And I think it's true that the healthcare system is more geared towards treatment and uh, giving pills and trying uh -huh. to find solutions to health problems. But we need to prevent them, I think, way more. And even even surgery, you know, um, like I, I, I had a whole story with my gallbladder um long story short i had it removed but i'm not even sure that was the right thing to do i uh i, I looking back i would probably have changed my way of eating first and, and try other things before i went right for the surgery um but uh yeah so i i feel that uh it's a little pill here a little surgery there and mm -hmm. uh, but uh, we should uh, change that uh that train of thought that that way of thinking and uh, and prevent yeah and i think some countries are more proactive so i live in denmark for two years and in in scandinavia there there's a political will to invest in active transport for everyone and so i think that you need uh, some will from the government as well to make it mm -hmm. more conducive for people uh to have healthy choices of course some people struggle more than others 
and it's always more complex than, than we think. So uh, if we look here in Canada, the past uh, 20, 40 years, the levels of physical activity have not changed much. So we understand way more, but even if, regardless of that, we don't move more. So I think uh, uh, we have lots to learn from other better countries, I will say. And mm -hmm. I think that we always think to point towards people that they are not doing the right things, they're not uh, motivated enough. But I think there's other things that can be done also to help people to be healthier and more happy. So it's not just people's fault, but it's the whole system. Yeah, we we all share um, responsibility in that as well. It's not just the government's fault. I'm not saying, you know, that it's the way things are, that it's the major, because we, you know, we're we're individuals and we can make our own mind on, on stuff. So um, we share the responsibility, but it would help if it was, um, again, just taught early in life. Like, like I was saying, uh, strength training, um, keeping the muscles strong as you age is, is what your, your, your uh, email was saying. Um, I know growing in, growing up in the eighties, I was not taught that lifting weights was, was a thing. You know, no, it was all about cardio, cardio. like yeah. go, go, go get your heart pumping. And, and if you do that, it'll be fine. But um, how important is it to keep your, your muscle. muscles strong? And I'm, I'm asking, doc, uh, well, Stu, <laughs> doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Stu. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I think most people, when they're told, you know, you need to be more physically active, the easiest thing to do is to go for a walk and, and I would never dismiss walking as a, as a great way of getting some physical activity in, uh, particularly if you're doing it outside and, uh, and, and the benefits of being in nature and walking around beautiful environments is uh, we're, we're learning a lot about that. Uh, I do think that, that, that strength training is sort of viewed as the domain of, you know, it's big men and the gym, yeah. chalk dust and everything like that. Um, but we're trying to change some of those paradigms and really saying that strength training is actually attainable by a lot of people. I mean, something as simple as a push-up, and I know everybody all oh, hate push-ups, and <laughs> I think that's a reaction to they were always used as a punishment when we were kids. Um, but, you know, uh, you, you can do lots of sort of even body weight workouts. We call them air squats, you know, up and down uh, that are good for your legs, even up and down stairs, which is a great aerobic workout as well mm -hmm. as a little bit of a, a weight or resistance workout because you're working your legs fairly hard. Um, and the conclusion that we've come to is particularly as you get a little bit older, uh, you're going to find activities that get pretty difficult because your strength is a limitation. And I could give people examples, things like even simple things like getting in and out of a car it becomes increasingly difficult to sort of push yourself up because you don't have the right levers that you normally do in an arm with chairs, for example. Mm -hmm. But um, in a, a seat with, with no armrests, um, it's difficult. Most people have to then use their legs and they find out actually, geez, I'm not as strong as I was. So I do think that as you get older, uh, being a little bit stronger is an important part of, uh, of aging successfully. So I think to, to JP's point is that we've done a great job having people live longer. What we haven't done a great job of is let, letting them live healthy for longer. So we differentiate well. between health span which is how much of your life you spend in good health versus lifespan. And we've added 30 years to our lives in the last century, which is, that's great. Now let's add more uh, health to that life that we have. Yeah, okay. So so one part that I'm having a hard time with is my arms. Like, you know, as you age, you get, uh, your, your muscle starts to deteriorate in mm -hmm. your arms. So what do you suggest for, for yeah, that kind I, I, of thing? I, I, <laughs> I, I know pe most people legs, you know, they, they get it. I mean, they're looking down and everything we do when we walk around or we ride a bike or we go up and down stairs, or if we do do anything, it's focused on our legs. But, like um, everything that's done with weights that are over and above your shoulder or up here, or even if you're pulling weights up or you're pushing weights, um, you can do that, do those with relatively small weights that you could buy at, you know, just about every, um, I think large chain store these days. Hey, and Dollarama also, has them now. And well, mm -hmm. there you go. And and, and mm -hmm. people want to sort of assess, and I and they say we need big heavyweights. It doesn't, uh -oh. you know. You, and and to a degree, that's true if you're interested in lifting big heavy things. In the end, 
if you're only interested in doing, you know, placing some cans up on a shelf or I just came back from a trip. So putting your bag in the overhead, oh, bin, yeah. <laughs> um, then, then those are the activities that you need to practice. And so there's lots of objects around the house, even sort of, you know, you start with light cans and then you take heavier cans. And, you know, while we're holding those cans, people maybe forget that we're working on our grip. And our mm -hmm. grip strength is a, you know, a really important thing as we get a little bit older. And there's sometimes I, I'm opening jars and I think to myself, how would I do this if I were a, an 80 year old woman or man living by myself? Yeah. I, I, I may never be able to get into that jar of pickles or whatever it is. It's, mm -hmm. They're so tough to take off. So grip strength, you know, and particularly moving things over and above your head uh, gets gets pretty difficult as we get older. So just practicing those things in mimicking maybe as closely as possible some of the things we do in in activities of daily living and using the stuff that's around us. The weights are almost everywhere, as Julia pointed out, but mm -hmm. there's lots of I can probably with an eye shot here pick up some things that I would think, hey, that's a pretty good uh, weight for uh, for somebody to lift. You can yeah. even start with a bottle of water. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was going to say. That's so the right here, just, just to show you that we're on the same mindset. Oh, right gosh, here, we got the same bottle. Right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something I don't do enough of is drinking my water. I got my bottle here, but. Is I there anything in I it? I tried. Yes, <laughs> there is. There is some because I don't drink it. That's and the problem. You when you drink a lot of water, it forces you to, to pee more. So you have to stand up and go to the bathroom. So. Yeah, that's a. Um, yeah benefit that i didn't even know was there <laughs> it gets you moving well, especially um, like us because we're sitting in front of a computer all day both yeah. of us work at a computer which is again not a good scenario because you're weakening all your muscles yeah but i think that's the de facto position most people find themselves in day well, in and day out that's certainly my my job I, I sit in in front of a computer so uh, I mean, we're beginning to learn now that even, you know, getting up even for a short period of time and going for even a small walk is uh, is really beneficial. And I think to, to JP's point about at the population level, we don't all need to go to the gym and sweat and, you know, you know, do it until you drop. Mm -hmm. What we need to do is to get everybody to just move a little bit. And then when you look at what would happen at the population level of health, so the preventive aspect it would be enormous. And so yeah. it requires some, some government initiatives to incentivize these types of things. And it requires having kids understand the basic, you know, importance and enjoyment because I've never yet met a kid that didn't like to play. Mm -hmm. And so yep. sports are great, but it doesn't always have to be sports. Getting up and moving around is always fun. And, and, and I, I, I'm going to make a make a push here for for schools to say, put the recess before lunch, mm -hmm. so the kids get you know running. They come inside and then they they eat their lunch. You you get them to eat their lunch and then go outside. They're not as interested in moving around. They're full of lunch, no, you know, et cetera. So uh, there's some small things I think we could do to uh, to make things much much better. But yeah. this oh. is a whoops. Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying what Sue is, Sue is saying is, is true. So the biggest bang for the buck is those people that don't move at all and they start moving and you see all the benefits for physical health, mental health, quality of life, all of those things. But if Stu and me start moving 30 minutes more every day, it's not going to change anything because we're already very active. Mm -hmm. It's really those that don't move and trying to find ways to just add more steps and a bit more movement in their days and they will get uh, good benefits. So when the pandemic started um i started going hiking with my kids so every sunday we go for a hike it's uh every week there's no ifs ands and buts we get on the road we go all over ontario and we go for a hike and i can honestly say that's probably what saved my my kids mental health mm -hmm. while because that became their one thing that they were looking forward to because they've been home even now they're still home um, throughout the pandemic. So, um, so I got them moving, but that's not enough. Like once a week is not enough. And my kids are like from this generation, it's, it's game consoles, it's, you know, computer, it's their darn phones that they're on all the time. 
So I finally, um, my husband got them oculuses. So now they're moving and I'm moving. <laughs> like <laughs> I started using the supernatural app there and I'm like, I'm moving every day now mm -hmm. and it's great, but I'm not losing weight. So what can you tell me about that? <laughs> yeah. E e e well, first uh, your kids must be young because I have three boys and there's no way I could get them to go for a hike. But during the pandemic, Uh, a group of friends and I, we started hiking the Bruce Trail, which runs through from Niagara all the way up to Tobermory. And wow. now it's a thing that we do. And it's been it's been awesome. So, you know, two two thumbs up for for hiking and being outdoors. I think <laughs> they're not know. young. Yeah, they're no, like well, 17, 13 and 12. Okay, well, so my youngest is 17 and I think he would be less interested in in hiking. So that that's great. I, I, yeah. I, I applaud you. I think it's wonderful. Your point, yeah, absolutely. You know, one day a week is great and outdoors, absolutely. Um, they, they need to move more. And yeah. I think everybody, you know, understands this. We're talking at least sort of 30 to 60 minutes a day of doing something. Uh -huh. um, when they were at school, that was, you know, running around at recess usually. And, you know, that got taken away from them. And certain places, you know, playgrounds were off limits. And so we we lost recreation space. And, and, and that was a, you know, a really tough thing uh, to overcome. Uh, I don't doubt that at all. Uh, I'll say one thing about the, the, the weight loss sort of issue, and, and, and it's this, is that um, people are under the impression that when you exercise more, you don't lose weight. You can. But weight loss is two things, you know, energy expended and energy taken in. And if you want to lose weight, it's probably easier to control what you take in rather than how much you expend. Because I oh, think okay. most people say, oh, I've gone for a walk for an hour. I've burned, you know, six, seven hundred calories. And I'm like, well, it's probably closer to three or four hundred, which you can eat an extra donut. And then it's all <laughs> it's you, you've completely lost the benefit. What I do point out, I said we need to move, I think, the conversation away from weight loss and more to realizing the benefits that exercise brings with respect to health. Now, it's hard to quantify. You can't step on something that goes, oh, your, your health meter uh, is doing great. <laughs> um, but but they are tremendous. And, and JP made this point about uh, mental health. It, we're beginning to pull back the covers on some of this stuff, and it's it's incredible. So. I think I'd like to see a shift um, around the conversation around exercise and activity and physical activity uh, away from the weight loss, uh, you know, story, because that's what everybody wants and everything. And I get that, but um, it requires both things. And uh, the, the diet side of things is, is the much tougher is one to regulate. Now, right. actually, they say that to help you with your eating, you eat with a, on a smaller plate. Like instead of a dinner plate, you eat on a smaller plate. So you automatically eat smaller portions, right? It's portions, it's how many times you eat, it's the type of food, the highly processed, really tasty, you know, that uh, there's a, a diabolical combination now. Yeah, why is that not illegal? Yeah, well, like they it, hook it, us up on Savory, on sweet, crunchy and so there's a diabolical form of popcorn that everybody knows and they go i just can't stop eating this thing and you know there are people who have said people love crunch they love savory and the mix of sweet and then salt and then uh -huh. it hits the right receptors it goes yeah. to an area of your brain and your brain is like this stuff is awesome There is a saying though, if it tastes good, it's not good for you. Yeah, that's that's could that's be true. That's not true. That's I, I I don't find that to be true, you know. There's nothing like a a nice big salad, like you know, mm -hmm. full of veggies. It's really tasty. It's just that we sabotage our tastes by taking in all this chemical stuff and alter our, you know, sense of taste and we don't even know what's real anymore i think also we spend more time inside compared to before so just mm -hmm. by the fact of being inside you're closer to the cookie jar to the yep. fridge 
Yeah. And we already cut your screen, so I know everyone that I know watch on Netflix at the end of the day before going to bed for two hours, for example. And then when you watch TV, it's, it's studies show that you tend to snack more, you eat You're more. You're bored. You, you crave not for uh, for carrots and uh, celery. So you go <laughs> yeah. for uh, high fat, right. high sugar food. You can have mm -hmm. a beer with that, whatever. So, and also I've done some research on sleep as well. So we sleep less today than years ago. So sleep deprivation associated with an increased desire for food high in sugar, high in fat as well. Mm. So we know that short sleepers eat about 400 calories more per day because they sleep less, have more time to eat, more opportunities for eating, but mm -hmm. they crave for this type of food. And I think, uh, yeah, as Sue was saying, that we see all the benefits of nature going out outside. Just by being outside, you tend spontaneously to move more. Mm -hmm. But also away from the cookie jar and, yeah. the food and those screens as well. So I think, uh, yeah, we need to spend more time outside. That's for sure. But you're close to the drive-through. <laughs> and, and, and the barriers even to getting food. I mean, skip the dishes and everything. There, oh. There's nothing that's not, you know, within a click yep. on your phone. It's at your door. You, so you don't even have to go out to do that. But I th JP's point about... What's the pose? You're sitting there watching something and just doing this, right? Mm -hmm. and, I mean, yeah. It's it, it's it's mind what they call mindless eating. There's no yep. there's actually no drive from from a, a hunger perspective. Yeah. It's completely comfort and pleasure driven, and it's not you know the bags are this big, and so all of uh, mm -hmm. you know half, halfway through you're like oh, I've just eaten half the bag. You look yeah. at the serving <laughs> sizes, you think. What yeah. am I just done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's bored eating too. Like my 17 year old, it's totally bored eating. Yes. So, um, you know, well, yeah. when you find yourself, you go to the fridge, you open the door, you look inside. It's like, it's not because you're hungry. It is boredom eating. Like you yeah. just, yeah. Feel and it like becomes a habit as well. So if you mm -hmm. use every night with this, your TV, your mm -hmm. associate, this TV show with this type of food as well. So every night you want your same like junk food or whatever chips. Mm -hmm. right. So I think you need to break this pattern or, and that's right. the same with moving, like find something that you like in your life. We're all different. And then it's like brushing your teeth in the morning. It needs to become a habit that you don't even think about it. It's part yeah. of your life. It's good for your mental health, for venting, whatever the reason it is for you. I think I agree with you in the past. We were selling exercise for weight loss a lot. I think it was a mistake. Realized that like telling people they need to go to the gym, they need to sweat. And it was all about losing weight before summertime for going to the beach. Mm -hmm. But there's very uh, little weight loss with just exercise alone. It's more energy in. It's and energy in. Uh, yeah, you can't outrun a, a bad diet. So, yeah, it's very easy to eat just one donut after one hour of running more or less and you get all your calories back. So I think, uh, yeah, the diet part is very critical when we talk about weight. But when we sell exercise, it should not be about weight. It should be about energy levels, uh, your mental health, your quality of life, all of those things, uh, but not around what you look. I think it's a, a mistake that we, we did. In the mm -hmm. Yeah, so right. Oh, go ahead. So what's a good night's sleep? Like how many hours should we be? So the recommendations for adults is between seven and nine hours per night, but there's no magic number that applies to everyone. So these are guidelines for the population. So roughly most Canadian adults should be between seven to nine hours of sleep per night. But it's possible if you have good genes that you're good with six and some people need 10 11 or 12 hours like the athletes like roger federer sleeps 12 hours a day so way more than nine mm -hmm. but he trains a lot he needs to nap and he needs that but mm -hmm. some people would say with six they're fine but most people seven to nine of good quality as well because you mm -hmm. can spend uh, seven or eight hours in bed but just getting four hours of good sleep so the efficiency or the quality of your sleep is as important as the, the amount and it's a pattern over time. So it's not because one day per week you sleep five or six that you, you're going to be screwed and you're going to die, have a whole health problems. No. So we need to look at a pattern or like a, overall you have a good sleep. So in terms of quantity and quality and should be around seven to nine for most people. And a and lot of people it, say that you have to like you should go to bed at the same time and get up at the same time. Yeah, so the timing is important too, uh, even on the weekends too. So so what we tend to see, we see some catch-up sleep on the weekend for most people. They don't sleep it up on weekdays or working, for example, and then they catch up on the weekend. 
but uh, yeah, Sam says that it's better to wake up at the same same time, Saturdays and Sundays, uh, because we're set on that 24-hour cycle, so with the hormones and everything. So keeping the same schedule is, is important for the body. So the body likes less stress uh, for this cycle. So yeah, this the timing of your sleep matters. And what we tend to see in people that goes to bed later uh, at night, the night owl that we call. Uh, I eat, am one. I was just going to ask that. To engage in more TV time and more snacking as well. So <laughs> just to be aware of that, because we cannot change our chronotype. So we all have different types of chronotypes, some more extreme, some less extreme. But those that goes to bed very late, they tend to engage in more screen time later during the day and snack more. So if you're aware of that, try to have healthy snacks around or stuff like that, because mm -hmm. it, it can become a habit to snack and with the screen But time. they also say you're not supposed to snack or eat after a certain time. Is that? A thing? <clears throat> yes and no. I think there's debate around that, that overall it's the amount that sort of calories in and calories out. And even with physical activity, there are studies looking at is it better to exercise early in the morning or afternoon or late during the day. And in, in general, what it says is that move when it suits you. So if yeah. it's good for you, move in the morning, you like it, do morning. If you prefer evening, do evening. So there's no right time of the day that you get all the benefits and the rest of it doesn't matter. So I don't believe that. So uh, it's more what it suits you. And with me, with COVID, I think uh, I will say many people move less as a result of COVID. But me, I move more because I have more flexibility in my day. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm still working from home and uh, mm -hmm. I gain more than one hour of commuting time per day. I can work yeah. out whenever I want during the day, shower when I want, more or less. You got that time back. Yeah. Yeah. So love that flexibility. Yeah. Yeah, in my That's life. interesting, eh? Providing it's... options to people is key as well. I think we're, we're too structured before. Uh -huh. Options and flexibility, uh -huh. and people like it a lot. Yeah, I, I move uh, 10 times more now than I ever did. And that's why I was saying I'm so frustrated because I'm not losing the weight, but I'm moving more. Um, but, you know, I feel a lot better. Uh, at the same time, you know, my mental health is sharp. I'm like, I, I used to have like these, these memory gap where I would, I could not focus or I forget everything and this, um, this moving. And it really takes only like 30 days to get in the, you know, swing of things and in the habit of doing it. And then now if I skip a day, I don't feel right. Like I, I really, every day at like, six o'clock or 6 30 i just i have to have to get on my treadmill or i have to get on my oculus and i have to swing and crash some targets and <laughs> yeah. so yeah it, it it took about a, a month and then and then you're in the habit so we spoke about the problem so let's talk about the solution mm -hmm. what steps can we take to um, cause it's, it's kind of hard. Like my lease, for example, as, um, uh, fibromyalgia. I, yeah. I was diagnosed with that in 2018. At mm -hmm. first I thought, oh, it's just a band aid that, you know, you slap on somebody cause you can't find anything else. But lately, like I've got pains in my hands, my feet, like, and my massage therapist kind of pointed out when you have pains on both sides of the body in the same place, it is a classic fibro situation. Now, my problem is motivation to exercise and move and do more because I know I have to, but some days I'm so tired, I'm so sore, I don't feel like it. How do I get motivation to go out and do it? It's like a snowball effect. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll give you my, my top three. I'm sure JP's would maybe be the same, but if they're not, he can give you his top three. So I always say to people first, I, I, I'm a lot like JP. I, I mean, I, exercise is part of everything I do. Uh -huh. I, I I walk the walk as well as talking the talk. Um, for me, I'm a morning person. I, I, I'm to bed early. I, I'm up usually like very early. Um, I, I probably get about seven-ish hours of sleep. Um, I find that not drinking coffee after about noon uh, really helps the quality of my sleep. Uh -huh. uh, and I love coffee. Um, but I think what the first thing I would say is first find something that you enjoy doing that, that gets you to move. If it's walking in the morning, great. If it's walking at noon, if it's walking last thing before night, it, it, I know it gets different. It gets difficult in the winter. So, but try and find something 
that you enjoy. If there's something, you know, somebody says, oh, well, you know, uh, you should join this gym and you should go here. And you're like, I hate going to the gym. Mm -hmm. You're never going to do this. So pick something you enjoy. Um, if you like to exercise alone and it's your alone time and, you know, some people put earbuds in, listen to music, other people listen to podcasts and or whatever, or I'm, I'm a big believer in walking with nothing in your ears and just listening to what's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, th that I think is, is, is perfect. If you like to do it with other people, find a group of like-minded people and, and use them as a motivation. So they're, you know, they're the ones who say, hey, Melise, you know, are you coming walking? And you're like, oh, I really don't want to, but my friends are calling and maybe that's a motivator. Mm -hmm. So I say to people, find something you like, find supportive people if you want to be with supportive people or if you like to do it alone, that, that's great. And then the third thing is to, and I know this is where it gets difficult, is to, to try and look at your schedule and, and program this in at times of the day when you know you will have time. So everybody's busy. And, and you know, if you've got kids, it becomes, you know, it's crazy. Uh, but try and find, and if it's not 30 minutes, is it 20 minutes? If it's not 20 minutes, maybe it's just 10 minutes. And and get the, the stuff done in that period of time. So if it's a walking group and they meet at noon, then make sure that noon is, there are no meetings um, yeah. and schedule your lunch for a certain period of time. And, and just really maybe be a little bit kind to yourself. I love to exercise, but there are days when even I don't feel like exercising. So I think for somebody like yourself, maybe it's like, pain is a tremendous it, it's the antithesis of wanting to move around mm -hmm. the true irony is is that the more you move particularly with your condition with fibromyalgia even people with osteoarthritis they actually feel better as a result yeah. and, and 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 so they, they i know they feel like they don't want to but in controlled ways the pain actually goes down and and, and that's you know we're actually i guess i'm sure we could say if exercise was a pill we would all be on it. Yeah. <laughs> no pill, unlikely to ever be a pill. Uh, so we have to get out there and move. And so, but I think that the enjoyment is, is part of it. And that goes for kids too. So, um, you know, a lot of kids will, uh, I, my boys loved hockey. They played, they played soccer. They were sports kids, but I have plenty of parents who tell me that their, their kids aren't interested in sports. But I said, but I bet you they'd love to play. They love to run around. They love to go to the playground. And they said, oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, then find something that's, you know, that, like that for them. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after that, as, as Julia said, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, depends who you talk to, which health psychologist they'll say. It's no longer just a thing. It's, it's become a habit. It's become yeah. part of your routine. Yeah, I used to actually walk with a friend of mine. And, and you're right. I mean, if you've got somebody, you've got to meet them on the corner yeah. at four o'clock and, and you're going, I don't really feel like it. <laughs> you know, they're waiting for you. So you have to go. Yeah. And it did become a habit. But then things happened. We stopped doing it. And, sure. and that's that. But I've uh, recently, there's a new program for the uh, Canadian Mental Health Association. It's called Mood Walk. So yeah. for June and July, for one hour every Thursday, there's a group of us get together at the park and walk. And I started doing that last week. So to me, if I can do the eight weeks, then I can hopefully continue doing continue. it. Right. That's good. And, so, and, and as far sometimes, as sometimes, like you said, you have an event that makes you stop, but forgive yeah. yourself for stopping. Christmas. It's, it's it. Yeah. Christmas, whatever, you know, uh, yeah. we've got a beautiful country, but the winters are tough. So yeah. sometimes you just have to say, yeah, I, 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 I fell off the wagon, so to speak. Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. time to get back on it and, and, and be gentle with yourself about that. It happens to the best of us. So. All right. And as far as food, I guess it's uh, the same. Uh, we hear all the time, stay away from sugars, stay away from um, um, refined grains, just uh, whole, whole grains. Um, processed food is a big no-no. Yeah. Is that what you would say? I, I think anything to me, most grocery stores are laid out the same way you go in. And if you work your way up one aisle, that's generally the produce. 
then there's generally, you know, the, the good, the baked goods and focused on whole grain. And then there's generally sort of meat and dairy. Danger is, is when you go in the aisles in between, not to get your, your toilet paper and your cleaning products, but to get those hyper palatable, uh, ultra processed foods. Um, the estimates are there are 500 new, new foods every year. Wow. And we haven't got 500 new vegetables or new forms of milk or yogurt, or uh, it, it's, it's contrived food that people have put together with ingredients that taste good, that hit all the sensory buttons that we talked about earlier, mm -hmm. uh, that make you want to eat more. Uh, so just be aware, uh, cookies are great, chips are great, um, but <laughs> it's, it's not really the food that you want to focus on. Right. You know, what's crazy is uh, yesterday I was at the grocery store and I was on the fruits and veggies aisle and I was looking at buying a whole bunch of fruits to make a big fruit salad for the kids. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is expensive. Oh, my God, this is expensive. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, you know what? I just spent $80 on one lunch for Taco Bell during the week. And I'm like, that's $80 of fruits and vegetables that I could have bought, yeah. you know, and I didn't blink an eye buying that Taco Bell, but I go to the grocery store and every, everything is too expensive. So, you know, yesterday I was like kind of a realization for me and I'm like, okay, you know what? That's it. I'm, I'm spending money on the fruits and veggies and no more Taco Bell. <laughs> well, my mother has a saying when you look at the ingredients on, on, a, on a can or something, if you can't pronounce it, you shouldn't be eating it. I always go by that. So, I mean, the fresh fruits and vegetables, you can pronounce them all, you know what's in them. But yeah. when you start these whatever's, these long names, it's like, what am I eating here? So you stay away from that. I used to, um, I started reading labels a lot because my uh, youngest son, he's 25 now, when he was 10, he was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Mm. So I got used to reading all the labels. So I know some of the long names that you want to stay away from. And it's, it's scary, some of the stuff that's in those cans, because I had to read every single one of them to see what he could eat. So, yeah, I think to Julia's point, to come back to the ease of spending money on what we call, you know, disposable food income dollars, I think it's, I don't know what the most current statistics are but uh you know a statistic that is in my head is that you know 50 cents out of every food income dollar that you spend is on a food that's consumed within 30 minutes of purchase so that's either fast oh. food mm -hmm. uh, or it's a food that you can very quickly eat and so i, I mm -hmm. think it's worth it, food has gotten more expensive no question particularly over the pandemic we can all agree on that um but if you look in, and, and you put a hundred dollars, you know, away, and this is my food budget for the week, you can you you can sacrifice, you know, 20, 25 percent of it on a single meal uh, that will give you uh, a burger, fries and, and, and a large drink. Yeah. And, and, um, and then you think, you know, maybe if I took that that money to the grocery store there, there's a lot more that I could buy. So you, yeah. your point, Julie, is well made. I But I do think um, that people if they took the time and, and all of these things are going down right we, we tend to prepare meals less we we tend to cook less uh we like things cut up which i'm okay with too um but then the convenience is always and the pressure is that's cited is i just don't have time mm -hmm. uh so yeah. you know it's it's a it's a value proposition to make time to choose to do things where you could maybe eat a little bit healthier so and I'll buy you time in the end. <laughs> You're right. That, that's the hope, right? Yep. All right. Well, I thank you so much for being with us today, guys. Uh, this was super interesting. Mm -hmm. um, it was. And please continue doing what you're doing and promote prevention. <laughs> we will. All right. The, you the phrase an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure is it's a Absolutely. trite one, but it's it's so true. You you would rather not get whatever you've got and, yeah. and you know, have a cure for it. And, and just, you know, prevention is definitely the best way to go. Awesome. So now we're going to go and try some goodies because we do a taste test every Monday <laughs> and we have some starches to try. All right. All right, guys. Have a great day. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you. Good summer. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> Actually, they gave some really good pointers.
Yep. And after all this, are we going to try this? Really? Like, I don't feel like it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I don't oh. know. These, uh, I bought these yesterday. And these, the stuff that I bought was from the Kinsman Farmer's Market, uh -huh. which is wonderful. Again, if you want fresh, um, healthy, go to the Kinsman Farmer's Market on every Sunday at the St. Lawrence College parking lot from 11 to 3. Mm -hmm. You can pick up all kinds of goodies, which I did. And I... Got something from the stall called But I don't, I hope I'm saying bin. It right. Oh, Bute Bin. Bute Bin. Yes. Ferme Bute Bin. Yeah. Okay. Well, you say it so much better than me. I I was trying to say But, and that's not right. No, it's But. Bute Bin. <coughs> Excuse me, Bute Bin. So I did get. Um, there's a couple of things they they do all their baking at the farm. There's a bakery. They do market gardening and it's a bed and breakfast. But the bakery, everything is made with sourdough. Okay. And I was saying, is to that myself, the same place we uh, tried the sourdough, whatever? No, the cookies. It was okay, a different no. place. Okay. And I'm like, what is? I had actually, where's my papers? I had written some things about what is sourdough. Like, what's the difference? Mm hmm. And here I am now. I'm going, where's my paper? I can't remember what it was. But there is a big difference. Sourdough is a lot healthier than regular dough. It has a bit of a, a tangy taste. But okay. the way it's fermented, it's a lot healthier. Okay. So I'm just oh, going to show. We go. Here we go. It says, while regular bread is leavened with packaged yeast, sourdough bread is leavened with lactobacillus bacteria and wild yeast. The mixture of bacteria and wild yeast is called a sourdough starter. The bottom line is that sourdough is healthier, is a healthier alternative to regular white or whole wheat bread. Hmm. Although it has comparable nutrients, the lower phytate levels mean it is more digestible and nutritious. The prebiotics also help to keep your gut bacteria happy, and it may be less likely to spike blood sugar levels. All right. So, so <coughs> what's on the picture? So, this is actually the cinnamon donut. Okay, so let's try that one. I have it right here. Cinnamon <clears throat> donut. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to remove this from the screen now. All right, you ready? Yeah we, have, yeah, we have half each. I cut them. <laughs> yeah. So one, two, two and three. Mmm. Mmm. It's like a cinnamon bagel. It's a, it is, but it's it, it's not sweet. It's just I mean bagels. Well, it, it's got that little bit of sweetness. It's like a it cinnamon does, raisin bagel. And it does have a tang to it. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Good. I like that. Mm. We're going to have to taste quickly because we're out of time. But I know. <clears throat> this is the, the, the other, other one, one is, is cardamom. cardamom. What is that? You know, I think it's just a different spice. Okay. I didn't have a chance to look it up. but Let's try it. But we'll try that one too. One, two, three. Three. Oh. Mm. Oh, yeah. I've tasted yeah. that spice before. It's got a different taste. Mm. But again, it's um, they're both certified organic. They contain whey, wheat, and dairy. But basically, they uh, it's a Scandinavian take on sweet buns. Both of them. They're they're like yeah. I could definitely have that um, with uh, with breakfast and you know yeah. a little bit of cream cheese or. They're satisfying, crunchy, yet soft. This is the description from the website. Yeah. And, uh, and then the third thing you got us? It is. Now, these are called fennel seed canistrelli. And uh, one of the owners of uh, Bute Bin. Yeah. I it right. Bute Bin, it's, yeah. Um, Emmerich, who's the baker. And he grew up in Corsica in France. And this is a cordis... Corsi, Cor, Cor, I can't, I can't say it. Corsi, <laughs> classic. The biscuits are crunchy and flaky at the same time. The secret is in the olive oil, 
canestrelli are not as hard as Italian biscotti. And she was telling me that uh, the kids take these for school snacks, the healthy little school snacks. It looks like uh, almost like a scone. It does. It's, and it's fennel. I'm curious to see if uh, the, the texture is like a scone. All right. You ready? One, two, three. Mm. No, it's not no. a scone. It's hard. Mm. It's harder than a scone. Oh, I do like the mm. taste, though. That is good. Mm. You can taste the olive oil. You can taste the fennel. I could eat yeah. these as a small snack. I don't know how much. Of course, now calories. I'm start looking at calories and intake, how much I'm eating after those. We're not supposed to about, talk about calories anymore, remember? We're yeah, not talking about weight loss. We're talking about health. But you're so, still wanting to see what you're putting into yourself. Mm -hmm. But that's all natural. Yeah, so the ingredients great. for this is organic winter white flour, organic spelt flour, organic cane sugar, organic so sourdough starter, white wine, olive oil, fennel seed, and sea salt. Everything there you can pronounce. That's the key. If you can't that's pronounce it, don't eat it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, my lease, um, we're going to skip any events or anything we had. We're already at the top of the hour, so I'm going to let people go. We had um, a great, great discussion there, though. That it was, was a really, really good show. Very happy. Um, so, guys, I um, hope you have a great, great week. And a super duper day. See Bye you next now. Monday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching.